What's going on, 4th and Inches Fantasy Football fans? So, uh, if you guys listened to last week's episode, you know that we changed our name to Cheat Code Sports. So, this is another announcement to let you know that we did change our name to Cheat Code Sports. That is what we'll be known as from henceforward. So, uh, just make sure you guys... You know, when you see, you're still going to see the logo because we haven't changed the logo. We're going to leave that up until football season, and then we will change the logo on the podcast. But we are known as Cheat Code Sports. So when you guys check us out, check out the website on www.cheatcodesports, C-H-E-A-T-C-O-D-E-S-P-O-R-T-S, Cheat Code Sports. All right, y'all, and let's get to the show. What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Dan, Kevin, Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, fellas? What's, What's up, Kev? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, Dan? It's it's good to have you guys back. All your sexy voices in my ears. I like it. <laughs> yeah, been a while since we got into stuff. Uh, you know, our last podcast, I believe, was the last week in December. Uh, you know, kind of in, uh, you know, fantasy football playoffs, and now we're Gonna get into some pod, you know, doing some podcasts during the off season just to keep you guys updated on some of the stuff that's going on around the NFL, the news, and you know, do some different topics and things like that. So, uh, but before we do, uh, you know, as as the intro said, we are now Cheat Code Sports. So, uh, this is going to be who you who we are from now on, and you know, going forward, you know, you will see eventually see a new logo. It will not be fourth and inches fantasy football anymore. So, uh, you know, that's, that's good things for us is, you know, we're expanding our territory. We're going to start, you know, trying to get in some baseball, maybe some basketball over, over time and, you know, just expand to, to multiple fields. So, you know, definitely ex- an exciting time for the cheat code sports family. And I got to teach these boys a little bit something about hockey, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I am not a hockey guy. Baseball, Kev, Kev basketball, not, Kev football. not baseball or hockey. <laughs> and, you know, I, I would say I would say hockey's probably – it's, it's probably four for me, too. I do follow it. I love my Flyers. You know, they're playing good hockey right now. But, I mean, it's just – all three of us are without a doubt football one, basketball two. I know, you know, me and Steve have been talking a lot about baseball over the last couple of weeks, you know, getting amped up for spring training, pitchers and, you know, everyone's, everyone has went to Clearwater. So, you know, I've been, I saw I'm, I'm on my, on our, my Facebook page, I got all my baseball stuff going, all my groups. I signed up for Phillies groups. I signed up for fantasy groups. So definitely, um, you know, getting, it's been, it's been a little bit since I did fantasy baseball, but I can't wait to get back into it because it's, it's awesome. It's nightly. It's fun. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. All right, so this one here, this podcast here is going to be dedicated to football. Uh, we are going to go through some news items, and then we're going to get into guys that we are going to reach, maybe reach on next year, or go a round or two higher on. Uh, we are using uh, the CBS Sports mock draft, way too early mock draft. Uh, you know, so if you guys want to keep along and we'll see where those guys were drafted, you can pull that up, uh, and we'll use those 
you know, was kind of as projected ADP or ADPs, uh, you know, and, and what we think and guys that, you know, we want to reach on and take, maybe take a little earlier. Uh, so we'll get into the news first. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, this new CBA proposal is expected to include expansion for playoffs, adding a seventh team per conference. Let me just start off by saying, cutting this there. Why do we got to make changes to everything? Like, why do we got to continue? Like, I feel like the NFL season is perfect. We don't need 18 games. We don't need a seventh team in the playoffs. Leave it the hell the way it is. It's a perfect product as it is. Period. That's my personal opinion. It's all, it's yeah, all about money, man. It's all about it's the money. It's hundred percent about money. I mean, you're cutting one of the buy teams out, like because now, like the second seeded team in each conference is going to have to play that seventh seed in the first round. So the, the NFL is getting money from two extra games. That's two extra commercials and all that kind of stuff. It's all about money. And yeah, even with the 18 games, that's going to eventually be you know thrown out there as well. Like this, it's all about money, man. And honestly. You don't need it. You know, you don't. You don't need it. You guys make billions of dollars as it is. Like, are we really, really that? <laughs> speaking of scheduling, did you guys read that the uh, t- t- a co- complete shaft job? But do you guys read that the the Jaguars have two home games in? Uh, yes, England. England. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what they kind of wanted to do. I mean, they've wanted to, you know, shock. Um, shock I was going to say Shaka Khan. Yeah. I was going to say Shaka Khan. <laughs> um, yeah, Shaka Khan has kind of, you know to express that that they kind of want you know that to be their second home you know kind of because you know their fan base in jacksonville i mean i don't you know they had one year that was really a good year in the, like the last you know 15 20 years and so you know they're they're just trying to expand their fan base overseas and you know so it's been a matter of time before they move them that's yeah, going to be this, the, this. it's just very hard it's going to be very hard to place a team in london though very the, hard. the london jaguars yeah very hard to do that though cuz it's just just crossing overseas and that the travel issues they're going to they're going to have problems with that i they they're going to have to figure that out before they can actually cuz now even nowadays like when you go to, to london you have a, a bye week the next week so what happens if a team goes to london in week 1 like you can't give them their bye week in week 2 so, like, you know, you're going to have to work that out some sort of way. Yeah, they're going to logistically oh. figure it out. There's going to be a way that they figure it out because it's just there's just too much revenue over in over in, you know, Europe to to not, you know, advance it that way. It's it's, Tap it's that market. Yeah, it's more and more moving that way. You're going to have a team in Mexico. You're going to have a team in, you know, they're just they're, that's it's all going to happen. I mean, it, it, yeah. I, you know, we'll just have to wait and see when that is. But eventually that's all going to happen. All right, Bears signed tight end Demetrius Harris to a one-year deal. Uh, NFL's Mike Silver reports NFL owners will have been notified of a meeting regarding the status of the CBA to be held later this week. Uh, The Athletics' Ben Standig reports Jordan Reed has been cleared from the league's concussion protocol. He's been in it since, like, the preseason. (laughs) NFL Network's Tom Palacero said it is currently a long shot for the Vikings to part ways with Stephon Diggs. Miami Herald's Armando Salguero said it's likely that Josh Roman Josh Rosen remains on the Dolphins, barring something unexpected. The Seahawks expect Will Disley to be ready for Week One. This after signing Greg Olson uh, yesterday. Uh, Redskins exercise Adrian Peterson's 2020 option. I don't know what that says about their feelings on Darius Geis, but you know. Now they're kind of going into this year the same way they did last year with that running back position up in the air. 
Uh, TMZ reports Browns left tackle Greg Robinson was arrested by Border Patrol for federal charge of possession of marijuana with intent to distribute. Just a dumbass. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> Falcons re-signed kicker Young Way Koo to a one-year $660,000 contract. The onside uh, kick he, man. Huh? The onside kick man. Yeah, and he, he was honestly really... He was really good for them uh, yeah. once they picked him up halfway through the year. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is unlikely to take the University of Colorado's head coaching job. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports restricted free agent Kareem Hunt expects to remain with the Browns. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports the Broncos expect Joe Flacco to be healthy for the 2020 season. Flacco. NFL.com's and t- healthy <laughs> and shady. Flacco. <laughs> NFL.com's Tom Pelissero believe it stands to reason that restricted free agent Taysom Hill would get a first or second round tender from the Saints. Eagles release linebacker Nigel Bradham. Drew Hold Brees. On. Hold on, timeout. They said they're going to get a first or second round. They're for... going to put a first or second round tender on him. I think oh, okay. he's, a he's a restricted free, free agent, agent so. Okay. If you sign him to an offer, yeah, to you got to give, yeah. give up a first round play. This, this dude Taysom Hill is going to be on the Saints. He, <laughs> want, yeah, he, he wants to start. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, he made it clear wants to, he wants to play with New England or another job that's available now. Obviously, you know, with, with Bree saying that he's, you know, back for for one final season probably. He's just going to be a utility guy. I mean, that's what he was good at. I don't really see this guy. He just reminds me so much of like Tebow. See, but that's <sighs> like, the thing. I mean, imagine um, like. You're starting to see the the, the Josh Allens and the the yeah. Lamar Jacksons come in here as guys that can throw the ball and you can call runs for them and things of that nature. Dual threat quarterbacks are starting to be way more of a thing now. Kyler Murray coming in and you know Russell Wilson has that ability. You know, well, see now you yeah. have coaches that are willing to work with that that group of player. I mean, back in the exactly. day, you know, I mean, you didn't have those coaches that were you, you know coaches wanted you to do what they wanted you to do. And exactly. if you didn't have that skill set, it didn't work. So now you have guys like, you know, you know, like you said, Josh Allen and, and Jackson, and you got all these guys that are coming into the league that have a lot of talent, and you have offensive coordinators that are willing to work with them and use use them to their skill set. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, that's why these guys are, are working out. Well, Rich Kota was such a bad coach that he basically just said, Randall, do whatever you want. <laughs> that was Buddy. <laughs> buddy, buddy did that. that buddy was, was too. Buddy, yeah, had Buddy, Buddy knew that. he had all the talent in the world. He was like, dude, just let this guy Buddy do what he's got to do. Buddy had a great defense and, and Randall Cunningham. And Randall Cunningham. He, yep. He, yep. Did, he did not care about the offensive side of the ball. Nope. He just said, Randall, make as many plays as you can, and we'll try to stop the other team as much as possible. Yep. Uh, Drew Brees announced via uh, Instagram that he will return to the Saints in 2020. Impending free agent Chris Harris, cornerback uh, Chris Harris, believes the Broncos are willing to let him test the open market. God, I hope that happens. Me too. Cardinals re-signed uh, left tackle DJ Humphreys to a three-year, $45 million contract. Good signing. The Athletics' Jordan Rodriguez. Rodrigue, there's no Z on the end of his name, so I'm guessing it's Rodriguez. But reports the Panthers believe quarterback Cam Newton is likely to pass a physical and be cleared for some football activity in March. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports Teddy Bridgewater is expected to have a strong market in free agency 
and could land a multi-year deal paying him around $30 million per year. What do you guys think about that for Teddy? $30 million per year. It's this, see, it's the thing. It's that's the going rate for quarterback now. You know what I mean? That's Tom, that's Tom Brady Las Vegas money right there. And this yeah. is where this is where it's like, look, I love, I honestly like Teddy, and and but Teddy's not as good as, uh, you know, He's Dak a, Prescott. Like, yeah. I, I mean, Dak is about to get a, a the same deal. Like, we have to start. We have to figure out a way that we can say, all right. Just because you're my starting quarterback doesn't mean I'm paying you like my franchise quarterback. There has to be a scale on these quarterbacks that they're going to have to use at some point because it's really just crippling teams. You know, the, yeah. the Bears gave Jay Cutler all that money. The Lions have given Matthew Stafford all that money. And these teams, like, Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback, but he's not a franchise quarterback that's going to win you, you know, in, get, get you into the playoffs. He, he barely makes the playoffs. Yeah, and he's, a, he's, a stat, making, he's a stat quarterback. He's a stat hey. guy. Hey. Yep. He's a garbage time quarterback. Literally oh, yeah. a garbage time quarterback. He's, he's, he's the just, best at it. See, this is that's the one thing about the NFL, though. The one thing about the NFL that they do right is they don't guarantee contracts. You know what I mean? Some of yeah. these quarterbacks are now getting guarantees contracts. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you know, you got Matty Ice getting a, uh, whatever it was, what, 120. Cousins, you know what I mean? Cousins, Cousins got getting the first fully guaranteed. Yeah, first fully guaranteed contract at 180. You know, you know, Matt, I, Matty Ice. I think his contract for, was for one twenty, but a hundred guaranteed. So, you know, the the one thing that the NFL does do right is that they don't have. You know, Teddy's going to get thirty million, but it ain't going to be guaranteed. So, you no. know what I mean? If Teddy goes to a team, he makes his thirty million. They're probably going to, you know, front load the hell out of that deal. It's probably going to be a three or four year deal. It's going to be, you know, thirty million a year that they're going to give him all his guaranteed money up. You know, front first two years, and then the third year they'll be able to just get rid of him. Because I mean, they won't be locked into that that third year, you know, money, and that's that's the way it should be. You know, I, that's what's wrong with baseball. You know, I mean, you got Albert Pujols. We all remember the Albert Pujols deal, two hundred fifty million dollars, and what the hell did Albert do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had one more good season, and then after that, it was just he wasn't worth two hundred fifty million dollars. You know what I mean? Like it's it. It they killed they baseball. pay baseball. Re- they pay baseball players too late. That's yeah, the that's you know he got he got that monster contract when he was thirty. A Rod got that monster contract when he was like twenty nine. Yeah, well, at least A Rod had a couple, of, you know, he world did. championship well, years. Well, he I mean? he st- he started uh, doing a little sauce. So- oh so- yeah, he started saucing up. his numbers a little yeah, bit. He started saucing it up, but uh, you know, it, it's just it's one of those things. I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I think if the NFL is smart, they'll continue to fight to make sure that. You know, and I know people are not going to agree with me. They're going to say, oh, guys should make their money. But guess what? You know what I mean? Like, the reason that NFL is the product it is now is because guys play their asses off in their contract years to try to get that money. You know what I mean? Like, they are full abandoned trying to put a good product on camera so that we all enjoy so they make the money. You know what I mean? And that's, to me, that's the way it should be. Guess what? If I go to work tomorrow and I don't perform up to my expectation, I get my ass canned. So that shouldn't be any different for any other, you know, any other job. All right. And last one I'm going to get into uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports. The Lions have spoken to multiple teams about a potential trade for cornerback Darius Slay. I'm sure everybody would agree that Darius Slay needs to get out of Detroit. Oh, my God. I hope he goes to Buffalo. That would be, 
I, you I guys saw, don't saw, need I saw Philadelphia. We need Slay, dog. We do not need Slay. Yes, That's the number one pass defense in the NFL. You do not we need, need Darius. Slay. Dude, you we, might want Darius yes, Slay. Yes, I want Darius Slay. Darius yep. Slay. Yes, I want Darius Slay because then we would have a solid number two corner with the best safety tandem in the NFL with the my favorite, well, my to me, the number one corner in football. So to me, that yeah, was just Stephon Gilmore just won just one defensive player of the year. I don't yeah. even care. <laughs> I, I, I don't like, even care. I like your Davies White, but <laughs> Stephon Gilmore. Your number three <laughs> corner Gilmore's Buffalo is better than our number one. So <laughs> I, uh, I I, I so, digress. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now let's get into our reaches. Uh, like I said, we're going to use the CBS uh, way too early mock draft uh, for 2020. Uh, and just we'll go pick out some guys and talk about, you know, you know, guys were basically higher on than where they were drafted in this draft. Mm, so yep. let's start it off. All right. So we're not going to get into the whole draft. We're just going to pick guys out that we see that we think would go should be at least going a little higher. So I'm going to start off by saying Mark Ingram in the fourth round. Like, he was in the fourth round last year. I thought we learned our lesson from last year. Like, I, cer- I certainly learned my lesson last year. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he should be a backer second round or at least early third round guy. They have him going with the 44th pick here. Uh, you know, he's, the, to me, the one that stood out the, the most because this is a guy that if you drafted him, he pretty much kept you on a straight line to your playoffs. He was healthy until the end of the season. He was going to put up those numbers because that's what this offense does is they run the shit out of the ball. So to me, I don't know how this guy improves on his like improves on. Like, I don't think anybody going into last year that drafted him where he was. He was drafted in the the fourth round last year. If you drafted him or even if you did not draft him, you have to believe that he outperformed a fourth round draft pick. Oh, so yeah. for him to come back the following year and be in the same round to me is just bonkers. And he's he's past the middle of the round too. He's like he's like five yeah, picks from the back into the third, the back into yeah, back yeah. into the fourth round. That's yeah, you know what I mean. Like they got a couple of guys on here, you know, in that range that I that I just I'm scratching my head about. You know, Adam Thielen in the beginning of the fourth round. You know, I probably to me he's I was going to say guy. he's another one that. He's another one. I mean, last year he was injured, but he doesn't have a long career no. injury history. No. And he's got a great he's got a great connection with with, with uh Kirk Cousins. So yep. you know, especially like I mean, we just talked about Stefan Diggs, but if Stefan Diggs leaves, man, oh, Adam yeah. Thielen could it's, be a freaking monster. Yeah, he's gonna see he's gonna see hundred and eighty targets. Like there's <laughs> no doubt. There's no doubt. Him and Kirk Cousins. Todd. Yeah, Todd Gurley Todd, in the fourth round, yep. Todd Gurley number forty. <laughs> I don't know. That one we got. That one we got to kind of wait and see. There was, there's been rumors of being him being traded, you know, things of that nature. Like these are, this is that he's one of those guys to me. You gotta, you kind of got to keep your eyes on. Yeah, he's um, a wait and see. And then they also got Mel, right, two, three picks below him. They got Melvin Gordon, and he's another one that we don't know what the stat situation. Was. It's, I mean, he's only going at that at that because because you don't know what his situation is. Melvin Gordon is a stud, and if he's healthy, to me he's. Easily, a, you know, a high in round three pick. Yeah, yeah and yeah. It's, it's there's a couple of guys looking at at you know, like, see, I, I'm going to go back into the third round actually with for my guy that I want to talk about and Kenny Galladay. 
you know. Yes, I, really, I like I looked at that too. Yeah, there's really two yeah. guys in this round that I just I'm scratching my head up a little bit about, and it's it's Kenny Galladay going at 32. You know, like I'm not taking Odell Beckham over Kenny Galladay. I'm not taking you know Allen Robinson over Kenny Galladay just because you know of the quarterback situation. I do think Robinson has a higher ceiling if he had a better quarterback, but you know with that quarterback situation, you know if Matt Stafford's healthy you know, for a 16 game season, which he's been, you know, for whatever, what was it, Kev, eight seasons prior to this one. Yeah. Um, you know, so for me, it's, it's, well, one of, I think, I think last year he was also, remember he had the hurt yeah, back. He was hurt, but he didn't miss too. any games. He played through yeah, it. Yeah. He just played through it, but he was terrible. Yeah. He was terrible. But if he can stay healthy, Kenny Galladay to me is, you know, I, I'm taking him in the second round. I mean, he's a guy that I'm definitely reaching on, you know, it just, to me, he is, by far and away the best wide receiver on that team and he showed it last year he was he was great what was he uh, he was a top 12 guy last year you know so for me Kenny Galladay with a healthy you know Matthew Stafford uh, you know I, I definitely want some Kenny Galladay and Austin Eckler was the other guy like I don't know if people forgot about what Austin Eckler did before Melvin Gordon came back but he yeah, was and outrageous I- I think this, yeah, and I, but I think this is just probably leaning on the fact that Gordon might be back because even on Gordon, like it doesn't say free agent; it says Chargers yeah. next to his name. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't think you can actually take Eckler higher than that. I mean, he was still good when when Gordon was there, but yes, I don't know if good. you can actually feel comfortable in a split backfield like that that they're going he to the number three running back in fantasy football. Yeah, year. I know, I know. <laughs> he it, was, it, he it, was it, great when Melvin Gordon came back. He was you know who was good. like that? James White. Remember yeah. James White? Yeah, that was James. Yeah. I feel like Austin Eckler was James White from two years ago, where you know, ton of catches. Uh, got a lot of running work because the rest of his team was injured or not wasn't playing and you know definitely ex- exceeded what everybody thought he was going to do so you know Austin Eckler's guy that if Melvin Gordon doesn't return Austin Eckler it could be a back of the first round guy yeah. honestly yeah like with the amount up. of work the amount of, of you know just the way he looked I mean I guess maybe not looking at those names now I don't think I would take him above Derrick Henry and that's the last running back in the first round, but definitely a second round guy. Yeah. Yep. And then still in that third round, there's a couple of wide receivers that I just, you know, I don't, um, my biggest issue, I want to go into the second round real quick. Le'Veon Bell. Like what in the hell is Le'Veon Bell doing in the second round? Like if Le'Veon Bell stays on the jets, I'm not taking him in the second round. Like there's no, no way. I, I think that, I think that dude, that dude reached. Yeah, um, no way. I think he reached. Yeah, I think he reached. Um, Miles Sanders, number nineteen overall. That's my Look, guy. I, I think I think a certain somebody on the on the team here said that this guy was going to be. We all were high on him. I mean, there was just too much committee for me last year, but he is going to see the rock and a lot of the rock. In they're going to bring some, they're going to have another running back with, him. they will. Whether well, they're I mean, coming back or whether Scott, Scott's going to be a part of it too, because yeah, you know. yeah but, but that's what I'm saying. Like they're going to have another running back. They're going to have some sort of power back back there to kind of offset what Sanders and Boston Scott do. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it will be somebody with the kind of, cachet of Jordan Howard because Jordan Howard was a thousand yard rusher pretty much every year uh but they will have another back more more for power uh, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they draft somebody yeah there's not really you know too many guys on free agency that you know you're gonna want to bring in and pay you know 
money. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they take a running back in the fourth or fifth round. Just somebody, just a big body guy that you know what I mean can can uh, power yeah power, power through the line. So real quick, on I just want to finish up this topic. So they have obviously the you know the two running backs from last year's class, Jacobs and, and Sanders. I don't think anybody else was yeah you know, it was good wide receiving class, but no one else in this in the running backs it was on their level. So they have Jacobs 25 and then they obviously I just said Sanders 19. So that means that Sanders was the best running back of last year's class. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. Going, going yeah. forward. I mean, not, yeah, maybe yeah. Not Miles Sanders definitely performed better down once he got the lead role down the stretch. But yeah. yeah. Josh Jacobs was a thousand yard rusher. I don't think we can forget about that. And he did miss some time. I think Josh Jacobs is a stud, honestly. So I, I don't think you can knock either one of these guys. I think they're both going to have really good careers. Yeah. I like, um, yeah, I'm going to start. I'm going to just going to say like every 49er on this list, like I would probably reach for. Like you got Debo in the seventh round. I'm taking Debo in the fifth. I knew the Debo. I, I you, you, I, you guys know my love for Debo. <laughs> Debo Samuel to me is a star in the making. Like he is going. To, he's a Tyree Kill type of player. Like the guy just makes plays. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is in the ninth round. Like Emmanuel Sanders is a guy last year we were taking earlier than that. And I believe he, you know, because of the injury, he was going that late. And then to me, he showed that he's better than a ninth round pick. You know, they got Mostert here in the sixth round. If Mostert, you know, you talked about Mostert the other day, Steve. If Mostert is the lead back, to me, yeah, he's a fourth round. He's a fourth round pick. Third round pick. Like you saw what Moster did. Moster carried a lot of guys through in the in the championships. And even Tevin Coleman, I believe Tevin Coleman was where did I see Coleman at? He's lower. Ninth he's round. There. Like he's another one. He's right yeah. behind Sanders. Like Tevin Coleman in the ninth round? Like this, this, all, all four of those guys to me are probably going to be going higher once you know fantasy drafts kick around because they've quickly they've quickly forgotten how good i mean because they're they're just outshined at how how amazing that defense was but they forgot how good that offense was too that offense was jacking 30 points up a game with ease with so, the running game with the yeah, running game, like, well, you know like and that and they actually had most yeah most for in the in the seventh is where they have him they got him 81 and i want to touch on a guy that i think is going to be that i was not high on last year he was going you know three four um, now they have him the last, they, you know, they picked him last pick of the seventh and I think he's a complete boomer bust, but Damian Williams, I think coming off of that Super Bowl, it, it may have tickled Andy Reid a certain way. And I, you know, he knows what he got from shade. He tried the shady thing. Shady looked good a little bit, bad most of the time, fumble all the time. So, you know, he, Damian Williams, he went. He always resorted back to Damian Williams because Damian was was careful with the ball. He just wasn't. He just wasn't getting holes. He he had. He was really struggling running the ball, but that Super Bowl he looked dynamic. Um, and I just don't think that they're going to just dump this kid. You know, I think they're going to give him a. They they should just give him a, a a real good shot at seeing what he can do as the starter. Yeah, yeah. Damian Williams is honestly kind of a curious uh, situation for me, just because last year was the same exact thing. Like but he was getting drafted high last year. That's why I didn't like. I was not high on Damian Williams at all. He was one of the guys I was very low on. Um, and I think is, that's why he's lower this year yeah. is because this same exact thing happened last year. Once Kareem Hunt got hurt, Damian Williams blew up. 
He had three touchdowns in every playoff game that they played, and everybody went into the next year were like, he's going to be their stud running back on, on the Chiefs with that offense. He's going to be that good and just didn't live up to it for the year because he was hurt. And now he comes back into the playoffs and does the same exact thing. You know, three touchdowns, three touchdowns, huge Super Bowl, basically, you know, very – I don't. I believe Mahomes was the MVP, but there's definitely an argument to be made for Damian Williams to it, be the MVP of that. It was game. So, so it was it was so fifty fifty. I mean, yeah, yeah. I might have actually it could have. I might have actually leaned thing. a little bit to Damian Williams. I think he. I, I would give him you know a five ten percent over Mahomes. I didn't. Mahomes played awesome. I mean, he, Mahomes. You know, they both won that Super Bowl in that fourth quarter for them. But I just think that without Damian, he really did. He made plays. I mean, Damian Williams. A large part of Damian Williams' statistic came on that last run, though, that they really didn't need. It was really kind. Of, I think that's kind of why they led to Mahomes or you know leaned towards Mahomes because that last like thirty-six yard run for the touchdown to close it out that made it thirty-five. It really was a pointless score. Like they were more just trying to wear the clock out at that point, and he happened to break free and score a touchdown. So I think it was kind of like I don't want to say garbage time stats, but. I think that's kind of why I lean towards Mahomes a little bit more than Damian Williams. But yeah. uh, what about you, Steve? You see any more guys you see on here that? Uh... Yes, there's actually a couple right in the range that we're actually talking about for me. Uh, so one that I'll just hit on real quick: uh, Darius Slayton over Sterling Shepard. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Darius Slayton had a couple of games where he was very good last year. But, Don't mind me. Yeah, but. You know, you knock Ster- me out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Sterling Shepard, you know, to me was clearly at towards the end of the season. You know, the guy getting the ball thrown his way. I mean, he was, he was well, seeing, yeah, he was seeing 10, 12 targets a game. You know what I mean? Towards, I want to say the last four games of the, of the season. You know what I mean, he really did their cheat codes. I just did their cheat codes, which we will have coming out soon. Golden Tate led led the, led them, and remember he missed the first four games. He led them yeah. in just about every receiving receiving category, even with Slayton, you know, having having a big yeah. Because Slayton was a real yeah. big target guy, and Sterling yeah. Shepard missed like what six games, I think it was yeah. last year. So yep. you know, to me, he's just deep threat. Yeah, he's. You know, I mean, Darius Slayton is is the deep threat. So I'm not going to take him over or over Sterling Shepard. You know, that was one that just kind of looked looked a little funny when I was looking at it. Another one here that I I just I don't I don't get it. So, you know, AJ Green and DJ Chark went in the sixth round, right? I, I was actually going to bring both of those guys up, <laughs> yeah. and to be honest, I was going to bring the next guy up too, Ty Hilton. Ty Hilton. And these are all sixth round guys, right? But listen to the guys that went in the fifth round. You had Devontae Freeman. Are you like Devontae Park? No, Devontae oh, Freeman. Freeman. In the, yeah, yeah, in the fifth round, yeah. Devontae Freeman went to Andrew Bumhor. Uh, you know, that's just uh, – I'm not taking Devontae Freeman over those, over those three wide receivers. Like, no way in hell. Like, that's just not going to happen at all. Devontae Freeman's going to be cut. Yeah. Like, they already are talking about him being cut. So, he's not going to be back with Atlanta. Yeah, no, that's not happening. And then, you know, Philip Lindsay and Deshaun Watson, to me, those those three at the end of the fifth, you know, don't get me wrong, I like Deshaun Watson, but I'd rather wait a little bit later and get, you know, some of the other quarterbacks that are going to come off the board just so I can get, 
you know, any three of these wide receivers, really, think yeah. about it. If A.J. I mean, Green goes to the Patriots or if A.J. Green goes to a team that, you know, he's going to be a dominant guy, he's going to be the, you know, the guy, A.J. Green is still a beast. Like, I, I Tell me about it. I, A.J. Green, to me, is definitely a guy in the sixth round that if you're getting him there, I mean, he's not going to be going there. No. He's only going there just because nobody knows where he's signing yet and he's still up in the air. You know, he's not going back to Cincinnati. No. He, they could say whatever they want to say about, you know, him wanting to continue his career there. It don't even make sense for him. No. It don't make sense for him. He he the, he needs to go try to get a ring somewhere and try to expand on his career and not be uh, I hate to say it this way but like a lifelong loser. Like Cincinnati <laughs> just has Cincinnati yeah. has no winning history and they just you know they had uh, the night the, the they were against what the Niners in what 88 or 89 or something like that yeah. and like they just could never win playoff games it just no. you know and they had uh, some pretty me, good teams move. they had some really think about some of the teams that they had you know they had like defenses with Takeo Spikes and TJ hey. Hushmanzada and Chad Johnson and you know what I mean Carson Palmer in his prime you know I mean like they had some good teams there's no reason that this team shouldn't have done something in the past yeah, Marvin Lewis. 30 years <laughs> no, that's, that's true too I mean, yeah, but nice. even with Ty, like they're talking about Philip Rivers going there. If Philip Rivers goes oh, to Indianapolis, I will love Ty Hilton because you yeah. know Phil is not hesitating to throw that ball. He yeah. will throw that shit in the triple coverage, yep. even if it's even if it's it's Ty Hilton that like he's yeah. taking that chance. Like I think Ty has a great year, depending on his quarterback. I won't be as excited if Jacoby Brissett. I just the way Jacoby finished the year just did not give me any kind of, you know, a confidence in him going forward. But, you know, Melvin Gordon came out and said, like, he, he thinks that that would be a good spot for Phillip Rivers because he's familiar with Frank Reich. He was the offensive coordinator. Uh, the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis was also in San Diego. Like, he's very familiar with the system. So, you know, to me. You know, you do have Tampa Bay, who's also been thrown around with Phillip Rivers, which is another great spot for Phillip Rivers, honestly, if he can go out there. But that's a great spot for any quarterback. <laughs> that's basically just the same exact thing. Like, they just got a guy that's going to throw the ball. He's going to turn it over a ton. Like, if you're going to – for all that, just keep Jameis Winston. He's younger, and he's going to do the same exact thing as Phillip Rivers. Exactly. You got – and then this was the thing kind of when I was talking about with Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. So I, I wanted to look and see where Josh Allen is going, right? Josh Allen finished in the top ten, you know, at quarterback at the quarterback position, and he went in the twelfth round. I'd much rather have one of those wide receivers with Josh Allen than have you know Deshaun Watson with you know whoever the hell he paired. I think he took Deshaun Watson, and then who was his back? He took right after that. He took Deshaun Watson in the fifth, came back around and took Michael Gallup. You know what I mean? For me, you know, I'm not taking Gallup over DJ Chark or AJ Green. That's just no. That's a, that's what I was gonna just say. I was literally gonna touch on that and say that they got Gallup and Landry right before Chark, Green, and Hilton. And, and I don't like either of those guys ahead of those three. I know Landry had a nice year, but we're not gonna we're not gonna see another season like we saw out of it. I mean, Odell Beckham played; he was completely healthy. I mean, Odell Beckham put up numbers that he would put up in a seven or eight game season. And he, you know, it was just a, it was just a mess. I mean, the, the Browns were a complete mess. Landry had a couple huge games, which inflated his numbers. Uh, but I, I think you're going to see, you know, the universe correctify itself and, you know, Beckham back, back on top. Um, Gallup, I think had a nice little season there, but 
again, I just, you know, he may duplicate his, his season, but he's not going to, I don't think he finishes ahead of any of those three, Chark, Green, or, or Hilton. So I think people are just going off of that, you know, that, that season instead of what these guys have done yep. overall. I'm going to throw another name too. Just it's, it's interesting because last year this guy went in round five and he had a very solid year. And now John Brown is a six round pick. Like John Brown literally lost a round off of having a very solid year in Buffalo in his first year. He has that chemistry with Josh Allen now. And to me, you know, John Brown was a guy that was consistently double digit fantasy points. Because it's yeah. Buffalo. Be, yeah. they're, they're shitting on the Bills, man. They, even they're when, nah, when, they ain't when shitting did... on Devin Singletary. He's a third round pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Devin, Devin Singletary is going to be a beast. I love Devin Singletary. Yeah, it's going to be a good, it's going to be an interesting watch season. I mean, and that's the thing, like, okay, so Sony Michelle goes right before John Brown. Sony Michelle goes before Terry McLaurin, Russell Wilson, you know. Like, I'm not taking Christian Kirk before John Brown. No, no. Like, like after what we saw last year, I no. mean, Christian Kirk was hurt all year again. You know, it was kind of games where he had a shit ton of targets, and then there was games where he had, like, two targets. Like He I only mean, had three. He had, that, was, he had that one three-touchdown game, yeah. and that was it. Yep. Yeah. He had, he had three touchdowns last year. He had three touchdowns. They just keep talking about his potential, his potential, yeah. his potential. And and I maybe I'm, got, I'm definitely a Christian Kirk guy. So yeah, but I'm not taking him in front of John Brown. It's just not happening. All nope, right. nope, nope. And then really the only other guy that you know I see on this list that I think is like maybe uh, too far down is is Jared Cook. I mean, just Jared Cook. I want to say what the last with eight, another with another year of Drew Brees yeah. or what you know another year coming with Drew Brees yeah Jared Cook could be really good in an eighth round eighth round tight end yeah. uh, you know I, see the the Tyler Higby thing I know he was good and I know he took Gerald Everett's job but yeah. Gerald Everett is still there yeah it's yeah. just like you know and this has just kind of been the first year that that offense ever really used the tight end. Brandon cooks was not healthy all year. And I think that factored into it a lot. Mm. I don't, I think people are going to jump the gun on Tyler Higby and he might be the one that digresses to me a little bit. Yeah, it is. It's definitely the, one of the tight ends that I'm worried about. You know, I actually posted something on uh, social media today about him asking, trying to get a gauge on where people were, were looking to get him. And, you know, Tyler Higby just, I think he you'd had an amazing end of the season, you know, but he really only had what was it four games? It was four games that he really had good games, and then, you know, the whole beginning of the season he was basically a non-factor in the offense. So I'm not saying that that's going to continue. You know, it's a possibility he does become the guy and he gets a whole bunch of targets. But you know, Cook all season long with Drew Brees, you know, obviously other than the first two games because they were just starting to become teammates, you know, but. When Drew Brees came back from that from that thumb injury, Cook was a huge part of that offense. You know what I mean? He he had some games where he literally was winning games for you. He had a game where he had a concussion, looked like the dude almost ripped his head off, but he had two touchdowns in the beginning of the game. Like, he could have mm-hmm. had three, four touchdowns that game had he played the whole game. He literally first quarter went out and had, like, 30 fantasy points. It was something ridiculous. But, um, yeah, just, just a guy that I saw, you know, in the eighth round that I saw a couple, a couple of the tight ends that went before him, you know, Evan Ingram, who was never healthy, uh, you know, Tyler Higby, who, you know, we have no idea what the hell we're going to get out of him, 
I see those guys, and I just think in my head, I don't know if I'm taking them over Cook. All right. Anybody else you guys want to discuss, or are we wrapping it up? That's basically it for me. I, I feel confident in the guys that we talked about. Yeah. All right. So that wraps us up for tonight's podcast. Uh, remember, we'll probably be back on you know Fridays, whether it be one, two, maybe all three of us. You know, we'll, we'll, we will be putting a podcast out on Fridays and usually on Wednesdays. So uh, Wednesday, Friday is going to be our day for the off season. We're going to try and make it as consistent as possible. Uh, you know, as the se- as the off season goes, there's less and less and less news. So we may eventually go down to one if it if it you know kind of dips down to where we have nothing to talk about. But until then, you're going to get Wednesday, Friday. So uh, that should be it for your cheat codes sports fantasy football podcast for today this is kev dan and steve signing off peace out guys peace see you guys